Welcome back to The Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business concepts that'll help you build and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust, and we have a special guest in the building. I'm going to let Andre introduce him. Yeah, so uh, what's going on, Malcolm? First of all, for a couple of episodes now, I've been talking about my partner all the time. Like, I usually reference him every episode. Yes. And we I got a message, I think, that was like, hey, like, who is your partner? You never really, you know, because we have different roles. So, you know, I'm excited, like really super excited to, you know, have my partner who I'll, I'll let him introduce himself shortly. But, you know, this is my business partner. We've been partners for probably like the past four or five years, just uh, nonstop. It's been a phenomenal journey. And during that time, I've learned so much, not only a partner to me, but has become like, you know, like an older brother to me, somebody that I look up to as well, not just from a standpoint of business, but like as a man to man respect, I, re I really respect them. So, you know, now I have the opportunity to introduce my business partner, tell us father. Hey, what's going on guys? How you guys doing? Good, man. We're good. Glad you are here with us, man. And yeah, Dre's been, he, he's been wanting you to come on the show since we started the show. So yeah. I'm glad that you're here. No, I, I appreciate it. And, and first off, you know, um, I really like what you guys are doing. The concepts that you are talking about is much needed. Um, you know, revenue and, 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 and talking about different ways to grow and scale and all the things y'all have been covering over the past couple of weeks um, is much needed. And I'm, and I'm excited and honored to be here. Um, so just a little bit of background about myself. Mm -hmm. um, like once again, my name's Tellers, 13-year um, Marine Corps veteran. Um, I spent my career uh, in the Marine Corps and got to the rank of Chief One Officer. Um, for those of you who don't know the rank structure, as a Chief One Officer, in order to get that covenant title, um, that's basically saying you are the subject matter expert in your field or you're like essentially like the go-to mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. um, so I started off in, as an enlisted Marine, worked my way up, got that rank. And in my job in the Marine Corps, I, I typically managed a um, aviation aeronautical warehouse, kind of like running a mini or not a mini, like a large scale like Amazon operation. So gotcha. we ensure that um, um, parts and systems were created to make sure like the aircraft were flying, uh, flying and meeting their um, their schedules and stuff like that. And then, you know, it, it was heavy logistics involved. We had to, you know, have line items and school SKUs. Um, there was there was delivery drivers. The whole, it was a whole thing. And um, I was able to run that successfully. Um, I parlayed that into um, different business opportunities. So I, I met Andre probably about four or five years ago. Actually, no, it was about five years ago. Yeah. Um, and just kind of had a like-minded vision. You know, we both, you know, were entrepreneur had the entrepreneurial spirit, uh, and you know, we we decided that real estate, which well, everyone knows, that's like a high-margin business. Uh, we started to do like private investing and things like mm -hmm. that. Parlayed that into a real estate company together. Uh, where we had about eight agents at the high. Um, and then we wanted to really control the process uh, of, of the client experience. So that kind of led to us getting into the mortgages. And we started doing mortgages with real estate. That way we can, can just control the whole client experience. Mm. Uh, we did a slew of other businesses and, and currently all those things are still operating today. And then as of right now, we have a, a full scale restaurant that we operate. Um, and on, on the daily basis, we have about 45 to 50, 50 employees. Um, that we actively manage right now um you know so it's been it's been a good role um for me i'm an executor um so our partnership kind of aligned with you know him just being like hey i'm a strategic planner i'm a visionary i can put any idea together i can think large scale i can put plans in place mm -hmm. I, in my background my entire life has just been execution let's just get it done you know and i always i always joke you know for me i like to 
be in the complete point of friction at all times, like <laughs> literally. So whatever it is, it, it could be the most uh, the most difficult point of any process or any uh, you know you know thing that's going on. Like place me there. That's where I want to be. That's where I thrive. And and you know that. And so him having that background in, of the visionary, me being the execution execution type guy, it just kind of worked out, and it led to you know <laughs> years of success so far and, and many more. What's been kind of cool is. You know, he mentioned that we met inside of the Marine Corps. We were going to train at the same uh, uh, same school and we ended up getting to the same unit. So it's funny because, you know, he's running the entire warehouse. And guess who's running the finances for the warehouse? Oh, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm running the finances for the warehouse. And it's like, you know, all, it's it's in tandem. Mm. So he's downstairs running all the logistics, getting thousands and thousands and thousands of parts out daily. And I'm on the back end, like, okay, we need a budget X. We need to do this. We, we financially, we got to be in this role. And it's right. like, all right, well, you know, and, and we, we both had an amazing time in the Marine Corps, loved it. It's done so much for our lives, but it, it's, it had to spark that conversation of like, okay, we're running a, a, a almost $200 million company, essentially. Right. Why not do that on our own and, and, and see, you know, what can kind of go from there? So first of all, I feel like there should be a study done on how many entrepreneurs and CEOs come out of the military because like y'all are getting like real, real life training in there. And then by the time you get to something in the outside private sector, like this is nothing like I can do this in my sleep. So I <laughs> y'all should look into something by doing something about that, because I think that's mad interesting. I didn't realize until like just now until Teller is like talking about his role in the Marines. And how it directly translates into what y'all are doing now. I didn't. I really didn't realize it. I mean, and Dre, you've been my friend forever. So <laughs> <laughs> until just now, which is crazy. But yeah. um, we as we get to uh, we, we're like a few weeks out from uh, 2022, and people always have these New Year's, New Year's resolutions and things like that. But none of that gets done un unless you execute, right? And tell us you. Um, called yourself an executor and uh, Andre he tell he says that about you all the time so like tell our audience like what that means to you and and try to like you know people have like different areas of business and things like that but what does that mean to you as just a general term so before you jump in Malk I do want to preface it right and just for like the new listeners that are coming in so that they kind of understand right right tellers and I it's funny because uh, we, we, if we, if we, we're going to talk about partnerships even more and, and how to do that in its own separate entity. But over years, Tellers and I kind of like the Go, uh, Goku and Vegeta fusion. Mm -hmm. That's been kind of like, you know, you know the, the, the terms of how we've come together. But fundamentally, we're very different people, right? We're very similar in how we think because we've been together for the past four to five years nonstop. So it's natural, but overall, we're very different people. Like I am not a high level executor. I can execute. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sell myself short, but that's not my role. That's not something that I, I, I enjoy being a part of. I can mm -hmm. get it done, but I don't deem utility from that. Gotcha. Right? I deem utility from being in a private room and being able to strategize, put the entire plan together. And I get to, you know, luckily, just luck of the draw, I get to have a phenomenal, you know, partner that I can hand that plan to 
And that's where he comes in and it's like, yo, this is what I find utility in is bringing, bringing to life something that was on paper that was in our mind. And, you know, all of a sudden now it's here. Um, so I'll, I'll let you jump in now, but I wanted to kind of give um, for our new listeners kind of like a background on on the com- we're very different, even though we're aligned in a lot of ways. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that's a good point, too, because just because you have a strength in something doesn't mean you can't do anything else. It's, it's one of lo- one of those things where you kind of understand where you excel the most at. Mm-hmm. And then and then and then luckily you, you find a partner or you find a situation where you can align yourself with someone who, you know, you can have them complement your, your, your strengths and, and, you know what I mean? And then it just kind of goes from there. So, gotcha. um, but that, that, that was a good point. Cause you know, just, just having that number one skill, you know, or be trying to be like a jack of all trades is like where people kind of make the mistake. Um, you know, so, but to get back to your original question in terms of execution, um, it's, it's, it's funny because, um, like I said earlier, you know, my personality, I just, I just like to be in, in, in situations where I'm in the point of friction, but I think one thing it kind of boils down to is the mindset that no matter what's put in front of you, you can get it done. So right. that, that's, that's kind of step one. So what I always like to say, and I say it a lot is I look at ex- execution or I look at life as just a series of repeatable, executable tasks. Mm. That's it. You know, when you get up, when you brush your teeth, when you put your shoes on, you drive in the car, it's all just tasks that are all executable. So if life is a series of executable tasks, then that means that then no matter what it is, it can get accomplished, whether it be accomplished by you or someone else, or you utilize the the resources from someone else or some technology, you can, you should be able to get it done because life is just an ongoing series of executable tasks. So that's always been kind of like my mindset as I progressed in life is like, no matter what's put in front of me, it can be accomplished. It can be achieved because it's nothing more than another executable task that just, we have to get done. And some of those are going to be more difficult than others. Obviously I get that. Um, but once you have the mindset to like, okay, it's put in front of me, I'm going to solve it. And if, I'm, and if I don't know how to, at that very moment in time, I'm going to, be, I'm going to go figure it out. Um, but a lot of that really, really revolves around having a structure. So once you have the correct mindset, um, there's there's principles and fundamentals that every time a, a new task come up, you have to put in place. And like, I call that. Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna ask to to expound on that. Like, which, oh, yeah, which yeah. That, so, yeah. Before you even dive into that, so it's funny because I'm super happy. So for our new listeners who haven't gotten a chance to listen to our other episodes yet, I want you to go back to episode one, right, where I'm talking about. Uh, planning and getting things into, you know, into the proper tools and the t- proper places, mm-hmm. right? Now you get to see the opposite side, right? Of like, here's the strategic setting it all up. But now here is how those things that you get, that you put into the calendar, right. that you put into the steps, here's how they actually get executed mm-hmm. in an efficient manner. So I, I definitely want all the new listeners go back to episode one and, 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 and use these in tandem because it'll definitely help you out. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and to get back, you said specifically how, mm-hmm. or what does that framework look like? So number one execution, it has to have structure and it has to have, or has to be grounded in some disciplines that are true to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. If not, then it's going to make your performance, you know, of the, of the task difficult at best, impossible at worst. Um, so there's a, there's a quote by Benjamin Franklin, you know, if you fail to plan, you are 
literally just planning to fail. So for me, when it comes to execution, it has to start with creating a plan that has structure, right? So that's step one. And so for me, I have, I have five philosophy or five pillars of execution that I like to execute on when in it, no matter what comes up. So step one is always going to be grounded on establishing goals and outcomes or essentially backwards planning. So once you have a task, no matter what it is, let's say, you know, you want to sell a specific product or you want to reach a certain number of sales, or you want to have a certain amount of revenue, you have to establish your goals and you have to establish the outcome. Mm. Right now, now, once you, once you do that, then it allows you from giving things, your attention that don't matter at that time. Um, for example, I think when, uh, we had set the goal to start our, open our restaurant within 90 days or less, right. That that's insane. But, but that tight timeline, that tight time, that tight timeline required massive amounts of structure. So when we build it out, we build it out in phases, right? So phase one, that's going to be uh, organizational structure, setting up your LLCs, getting mm -hmm. your health permits, um, coordinating, um, you know, different documents to make sure you're legit, right? So phase three, that's like, hey, what color do we want to make the furniture? Mm. Uh, what, what type of what type of uh, you know art do we want to have in a restaurant? So you know, in phase one, where we're trying to essentially um, do all the administrative processes, should we even be mentioning things about you know what color, what kind of chairs do we want? Right. What color? What do we want the color scheme? And in, in fact, you know, if I hear anyone bring that up, it's going to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like we're in phase one right now. Right. And so someone has to toe the line to ensure that every phase of the plan is executed properly. And that can't be done unless you first have your set standard of goals and outcomes to know where you're going. And you start your planning from, you know, from the end and you work your way back and then you build those phases along the way. Cause I, I think a lot of people don't put emphasis on that. Right. So right? where is that? No, go ahead, go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, nah, that's something that, you know, that matters a lot, that backwards planning. Right. It should automatically be done. Yeah. Right. And as yeah. and as the dude who's like responsible for a lot of the planning, it's like that's where we automatically start at. We don't start anywhere else. We don't start with visions. We don't start mm -hmm. with whatever. We start with okay, what does this place need to be in order for a win to occur? Gotcha. At the highest level. Right. Like and, and that includes removing ourselves, having systems in place, understanding the staff, like all of these things that don't get mentioned because when people start their businesses, they don't start with the fact that they shouldn't be in it. Absolutely. Right. They start the business. Okay. Like I'm, I'm the critical vulnerability or I'll mention that later, but like, I'm the person, I'm the focal point. I'm the X. We start the business where we're not even involved in it because that's how a super successful business is ran where the founders aren't, aren't tainting the business. Right. Essentially by, by, you know, over overstepping or being there, or you know, putting too much into place. Got you. So tell us. I don't want you to. Um, I, I don't want you to to lose where you were at and explaining your framework. But I have a question to ask. Right. So oh, yeah. Um, sure. you seem like very disciplined in having, like you said, your framework and your principles laid out before, like as you are executing and things like that. And as you said, if somebody is thinking ahead. That kind of would throw you off, and that, that that's a problem. So, how do you deal with the guy next to you who is this big visionary who always is thinking about the next thing? How do you <laughs> calm that down? Like, no, 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 we're doing this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, that's that's funny because uh, that that comes up a lot. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that comes up a lot. Um, but but I think what in a partnership, one of the number one things you have to do is be able to establish trust. Right. So once once trust is established, then you know you, you can pretty much kind of tell when you're outside of your like left and uh, right lateral limits. And so if I trust you, for example, um, to handle the finances or handle the plan, then again, then you should trust me to handle the portion of execution. So if it comes to a point where I'm like, hey, bro, like we, we, we got to stay on course, you know, the trust has been built up, built up enough to understand body language, mannerisms and get the context clues. And I'm like, all right, mm. this is one of those moments where, you know, I, I got to let I got to let him, you know, lead the ship mm. um, and just kind of follow along. And then and, and that goes both ways. And, you know, so I think it like once you establish trust and have a strong amount of trust and you can operate like that, where, um, you know, you can make corrections along the way. Um, but there is times where you know I got to pull them down from, from the sky. <laughs> on, bro. But one one of, one of the things too that yeah. I think works, and I've mentioned this, and I'm going to continue to mention it. Right, it's me and him spend so much time on the planning phase inside of Trello, which we once again the Trello board we'd use for every program or every major anything that we're going to get started up. Right, we spend so much time on that that it's very it's. It's sometimes I go outside of the lines, but it's rare. Mm. I have to like really see something to be like, yo, what if? Mm. Right. But normally it's not because we spend, you know, uh, the most important uh, portion. Right. And I forgot who said this, but this is something I think uh, is something that I take very serious. I think it might have been Einstein. I'm not sure if I I mess up the quote, uh, you know, don't don't kill me. But (laughs) I think the main thing he said was, you know, if I had a minute to, you know, uh, to figure out a problem where I would die, I would spend the first 55 seconds thinking of the correct question to yeah, ask. That was Lincoln. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was way off yeah. then. I was <laughs> way off. Yeah, but, if, but, if, I had, uh, if I had 10 minutes to chop down a tree, I would spend the first eight minutes shopping my tool, something to that effect. Shopping in the tool, right? right? So it's like, so that portion, we spend a lot of time in that phase. Right, mm. not too much where where we we get paralyzed and we stay there. Right, but we spend so, we spend just enough time, so we give ourselves the appropriate time. So, like, let's say for instance, you know, we're not going to give six months, we're going to give a week, and if it's not figured out in the week, then we're going to push with the plan that we have. So we better get these ideas on the table in a week mm. because if it's not, then we're going with the basics until until we figure it out. And that's one of those things where he and I are both simplistic in a lot of ways and the and the trust has been built over so many years that if he says something with conviction i don't even quite like not nah, cool like i mean who am i to question it knowing that he's never proven himself to be incorrect in these situations mm-hmm. and even if he is incorrect it's okay we'll face it together because he's always proven to be correct similar to to my situation with him is like I, i'm always on top of our finances so it's like, okay, well, he said that. So I guess that's how it's going to go. And if I make a mistake, then it's like, well, he's correct 98% of the time. I'm not going to hold that against him. Right. And I think that's where people mess up at is not, is not having that trust and not spending time up front to make sure that the plan is in place before you even start the process. Right. Understood. Got you. All right, so um, uh, you was um going through your your framework, tellers. I think. Oh yeah, gonna... yeah. So, so yeah, so we so the, that first pillar, um, like I was saying, having that goal, having and establishing the goals and outcomes that you expect to achieve, and then 
kind of, you know, ensuring all the things we just discussed, ensuring that that happens the way that you actually plan. Um, but then that second thing that I really, really focus on in, in the pillars of execution is you have to establish your overall intent and guidelines, your, basically your, your framework. Um, that's, that's something that we, I learned in, in the Marine Corps. So mm. I, I'll give some credit there. Um, but establishing intent was very key, especially when you're in a, a leadership role uh, at the officer level and you have about 40 or 50 Marines under your charge. Um, your intent has to be clear, right? And then once you establish your intent, you just get out of the way. And what, and, and, and that sounds kind of crazy a little bit. It's like, mm. why would you just then get out of the way? It's like, you have to give people the opportunity for ingenuity to improvise, right? And one, one thing is, it's a phrase Andre coins, the best idea always wins. And you won't be able to get the ideas if you don't allow people the opportunity to make mistakes. Mm. Um, so that's why, you know, establishing intent. So, um, and, and building that framework allows that because you at a level of execution, and, and I'm speaking from the standpoint of having people on your team, having staff. Now, this also this also can apply if you're trying to execute a task as an individual, because there's there's self accountability as well, and there's things that you can do in terms of in terms of that. But um, right now, I'm speaking from from the execution execution standpoint of having um, a goal to meet with staff, because gotcha. that's that's kind of that's the level that that we normally are at when we're trying to do something. Um, but you want to establish your intent and your overall goal in the framework and then allow the people to execute the tasks on your behalf, given that framework. Um, and, and I just found that 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 works the best because, you know, let, for example, if I ask you to, you know, build a pyramid, I'm not going to say in order to build a pyramid, you got to go pick up the rock. You got to place it on, on the on, on the stone and you got to rub the mud on top. Then you got to put another rock on top. I'm just going to say, no, I, I want a pyramid built. Mm. Here's your time frame. Yeah. here's when I want it done and here's when I want my updates. Right. And then however they get it done, that's on them. Right. As long as the plan is executed, but they have to then operate within the intent and the guideline and the framework that I provide that you put in place. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of like my second pillar that I like have to focus on when I'm trying to figure out the best way to have flawless execution. like I, I call it, cause, um, you know, you got, you got, you got to, you got to think big when it comes to these things. Mm. Um, the, the, the third thing I really like to focus on when, when going through executing is establishing, uh, KPIs or, or key, key, uh, performance measurements or metrics. And, and when I say KPIs, I'm talking about key performance indicators. So we have to know that we're, what we're doing is correct. Right. And we have to know, um, how to measure that success along the way. The success isn't always just going to be getting to the end goal, right? How, but how, what, what's happening along the way, what milestones that I'm reaching along the way to let me know, or give me those dopamine, I hits dopamine hits I need to continue. Mm. Right. Cause as you, you know, progress and you solve different strategies, different uh, tasks that are needed to get to the end goal, it starts to give you the confidence and the self and the self reliability and the self reliance to continue. Um, so that's why we established the phase plan, phase one, phase two, phase three, because how exciting is it is to get into phase two, knowing that you just uh, just exceeded and, and achieved a huge milestone in phase one. Right. Right. So you, you have to break it down in those phases. That way you, know, you establish the key um, performance indicators or measurable and obtainable goals that you accomplish on, along the way. So you can, you know, just feel good to continue. You know, so I, I, we always want to make sure we build that in because that's important. Those, those those dopamine hits give us the ability to continue. 
um, give us the, the, you know, the self-motivation that we need to actually get it done. And it's okay to celebrate those wins. Absolutely. Yeah. I w- you know, I, w- I was thinking about just now is just that a lot of people get those dopamine hits from just mm-hmm. planning and, not, and never doing anything or, or talking about, you know, their plans or what they plan to do. Yeah. But it's a way That's better crazy. feeling of actually like chopping something down like piece by piece, in my opinion. And I yeah. feel like if more people chase that, that dopamine hit, chase that high, I feel like way more would get done. So, so that's actually like a pandemic in and of itself right now where people are flocking to social media and it's like, Hey, you know, I'm getting ready to write my book. Oh my God. And then it's like, Oh, congrats. But, but they haven't done anything. You haven't done anything. Oh my God. (laughs) You got the feeling as though you have. Right. Right. Which is like. Then it's like, where's your motivation? Because you've already received the feeling. Like literally, your do it. Your brain is tricking us. Your brain is tricking you into think you did it already. It, I, I talk to people about that all the times, especially when it comes to writing a book. You know what I'm saying? Because I struggled with trying to write a book for years until I just had to just do it. And then along the way of doing it, I realized all the mistakes I made. I was like, okay, I, if I would have didn't, if I would have went about it this way, I probably could have got this goal done way faster. You know what I mean? So when I tell people, again, we're coming to the next, the new year and resolution time and uh, I'm going to lose this amount of weight, I'm going to start this business, I'm going to do this, it feels amazing to talk about it and and just as good to like go on the couch and, you know, and, or, or plan or write your out on or something. But chasing that other high, that other piece of actually getting something done Way more rewarding, in my opinion. Way more rewarding. Absolutely. And you need that uh, because everybody's not built with the Mm -hmm. ability to just have Mm -hmm. self-motivation. Sometimes you you need that that dopamine hit to get you over the the next level. So um, I thought that was a good point, you know, in terms of like, you know, let me announce the announcement of the announcement. (laughs) 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 And then, then, you know, you just never get it done. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then uh, to getting back, so we talked about establishing goals, um, giving your intent, your in your framework, um, and then going over key performance indicators or breaking it down in phases, so you you have a way to measure success along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth the fourth thing that we like to focus on is uh, accountability. If you don't have accountability, uh, su- you know success is literally impossible, right? So. How does that look? You know, but when you break something down in phases and you establish specific timelines and if those timelines aren't met, now you have something to give corrective action on. But if you never establish that, right, or if you never have anything in place, then how do you know if you're doing well? How do you know if you're not going well? How do you even know if you're on track? Right. So it's a key to have those things in place. And that way you can have systems of accountability. And and for us, that accountability is like, you know, hey, you're supposed to be done this portion of it by Saturday. It's not done. Mm-hmm. So guess what we're doing? We're allowed to log 24 hours, 48 hours until it gets done. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like there's right. no there's no option. There's no option of failure. And and once again, that kind of ties back to mindset because, you know, failure is not an option. Right. Right. And, and if you have that mindset, then you have the ability to have the accountability fact where one, you don't want to let each other down, whether it be your partner, whether it be the people working for you, um, you don't want to let anyone down. So that accountability or that chain of accountability 
or that cascading chain of accountability is, is what you need um, to be able to succeed. A lot of people don't, they look at accountability almost as though it's confrontational. Mm. And that's one of the things I've noticed. And one of the things that's been cool about us working together is we look for every opportunity to hold each other accountable because we're both type A <laughs> competitors, yeah. right? Just type A competitors. So I always, you've heard me joke about it before, but it's like, if I get into the office at 630 and he gets in at eight and I'm like, yeah, bro, I've been here for an hour and a half, no biggie, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like, and then he'll go in the office, he'll close the door and you hear like, <laughs> like, but that's the point. And, it, and it's not like to be malicious or anything like that. We, we've clearly known each other and we know how each other's quirks. So like when he's trying to, trying to get me in mode, he puts a challenge in front of me and questions like my intelligence. And right? <laughs> like, mm, well, I mean, Andre, I know could figure this out. And it's like, what do you mean? What do you mean I can't figure yeah. it out? And then it's like, similar to him is like, well, people said it took it takes seven months to, to do this so I, I guess it's gonna take seven months mm -hmm. but now it's like oh no screw that it's 90 days and i'm right, like all right, right. All right, cool but we know how to kind of drive each other in in a healthy way but a part of that is the fact that we're very comfortable with accountability accountability shouldn't be a negative it shouldn't be looked at as confrontation it should be looked at as hey man we're a little bit off course we need to get back on course mm -hmm. right all right, cool. Yeah, I, I, I figured that we're off course. You're right. Let, let's get back on course and let's figure this out. So I think a lot of people mistake that yeah. and end up, you know, being detrimental to themselves or de detrimental to their company. Yo, funny thing, because I work with my family. Like, so my partners, are my, my pops, my stepmom. So accountability there, we had to, I had to like really deprogram myself because I'm talking to my dad. I have utmost mm -hmm. respect for my dad, but... Mm -hmm. You said you were supposed to do this, so I have to like check you for you to actually feel some type of accountability. So I had to like really kind of deprogram myself. And he let let me know like, yo, when we ain't working, I'm your partner. I'm not your I'm not your dad. So talk to me how you would talk to somebody else that needed to get something done that didn't get it done. You know what I mean? And that's changed the dynamic of everything of how we you know how we work. Like we've been working on a project right now. We have. It was a 30-day countdown. Now it's like, you know, 20-day countdown to where we to where we launch. And I was on everybody's ass yesterday. Like, yo, what's up? <laughs> like we stayed in this office until it was done. You feel me? So that like I, I completely agree. No, that, that's dope. And and that's beautiful, by the way, you know, having the ability to work with your family. Um, not not everybody can do that. You know, I hopefully my I I, I didn't mention it earlier. I do have two kids. Mm -hmm. uh, my son is uh 14, my daughter's eleven. Um, and I think being able to do something like that in, in a, as a family unit um, mm -hmm. one day will be pretty pretty dope. So uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned that to you, but that uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that. that. That's really that's, that's thank really you, good. thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to. You know, groom, I'm trying to like my, my pops is like grooming me so when I can so when my son is of age, I can you know instill that wisdom in him as well. So yeah, I, you you, you so. know what's dope for you, bro? That I'm excited for is so obviously i'm like an uncle to his kids just like i'm the uncle to to noble but like over the years i've got to watch his kids grow mm -hmm. right and, and watch them you know progress into young men and young women and it's dope to see because they come to the office they come to our businesses they come to everything and their natural instinct has changed mm. like before it was like hey dad is working on businesses can we work on businesses too 
And like, it was like, they were trying to pitch ideas together and they were like writing out their business plans and doing mm. things. And it's, it's really mirror their parents. Right. So I thought that was pretty dope because, you know, I hope to have kids one day and I hope to have a family. So I look to him in a lot of ways and I, and I watch and I observe like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. And I think that's dope because, you know, when Noble gets of age, his natural instinct is going to be like, okay, what's my pops doing? Right. Right. Like, okay. Can, hey, can I set up the equipment? Mm. Yeah, like this is how you do it. Like, and, and that's where that apprenticeship comes in. Cause I know we mentioned that before. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah, so, uh, kind of, kind of veering back to your original question. So, I was talking through, you know, our five pillars of execution. Uh, we talked about number one being establishing goals mm-hmm. and, and backwards planning um, to, as as a as a beginning point, um, and then establishing your overall intent as the second one. Then we rolled into establishing performance metrics or key performance indicators so we can get those dopamine hits along the way, mm-hmm. and then then we rolled into accountability, how important that is, um, you know, so you can make sure you know you're staying on course and staying on track. Um, and the last thing, um, which I which I think is not necessarily the most important, but it's something that I, I think is really important, is you have to never marry your plan, right? Never marry your plan. Not th- that that kind of sounds contradicting to what we were talking to talking about earlier, right? Um, but when I say never marry your plan, what I what I'm what I'm speaking on is being flexible or having the ability ability or willingness to change, right? It does no one no good. If something isn't working, because we aren't we aren't perfect, you know, you you can you can spend all day writing up the plan, putting the X and O's, and as you get into it, it's not going the way you want it to go. And right. some people are too stubborn to realize that. And it's like, oh no, this, it's I created this, it has to work, and then all of a sudden they're they're leading themselves to a burning building. Right. Or trying to, you know, um, so you have to have the ability to be flexible. And in the Marine Corps, it's funny we call it uh, Semper Gumby, um, you know, always flexible. Um, mm. So. You know, that, those are those are some of the things that uh, I think is really important because you have to be willing and okay with change. And in reality, it's okay, right? As long as the intent is still met, the goal isn't you know unreachable at this point now because of the change. Then make the change. Um, but success is never in a straight line. It's it's always going to be you know up and down, um, and it, and it just kind of depends on how tight you are in the planning phase to where you know. Maybe this thing doesn't come up and you don't have to change anything. Right. But something we all know, um, you, you, you do the perfect plan and then you, <laughs> as soon as you step out of the car, you know, it's not good. Right. Right. So, you, so you, and it's okay. Um, so never being married to the plan is one of, our, one of the last phases of execution because um, I, I'll, I'll highlight, I know we talked about the restaurant, but I'll bring that up again. As we was going through that 90 day tight timeline, there was, there was lots of opportunities or a lot of things that came up where we had to pivot. Mm. Hey, 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 I think we need to go in a different direction. It's not working. Um, you know, but does, does that mean we didn't get to the 90 day goal? We absolutely did. That wasn't the option because failure wasn't an option. Right. But we were okay with change. And, 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 and when you build a plan, that's something that's super important is being okay with change and, and never marrying the plan. Um, yeah. So one, one of the things we, we always mention is, um, like we say that, but another term we use is pivot, right? Oh, yeah. we, we pivot all the time. We're ready to pivot at all times. So like building the restaurant, you know, one of the one of the most detrimental days, bro, is we came into this place. Looks phenomenal. Great show. Mm. Has all of the equipment in the back. We're like, yo, this is good to go. 
we, we get all of our stuff ready. We're, we're rolling. And something just said, you know what? A part of it, let's just throw in an, another inspection. Mm. Initial one felt a little off. Let's call somebody else. Let's do another inspection. I don't know why we wanted to, yeah. but we just got somebody in. Yeah. 98% of the machines don't work. Or had a light or had a lifespan that was within a month or two. So even though it was working in a month or two, we would have had a bigger problem. So it's yeah. better to start fresh than wait that month or two. Like that's the biggest wrench off rate. We didn't even budget money for 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 equipment. Right? But normally, yeah. oh, let's just, you know, let's just get the warranty rolling, let's get it fixed. But it's like, no, this is a big problem. We have to pivot. The original plan said we were gonna do this with the budget. Unfortunately, the budget has to be up now. And we have to pull back from decorations mm. or how this place looks. This is more important, being able to feed people than exactly like the masterful look that we're going and the masterful look can wait. Right. Right. So it's 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 coming into it, understanding that it's OK to pivot. That's not a bad thing. Pivoting does not mean you're less than pivoted does not mean you're not smart. It means that you're wise enough to understand that the issue at hand is bigger than your time frame or your mm -hmm. money or your budget will allow for. And you need to get a fix that is within your wheelhouse at this time. Yeah. Right. So coming, coming is, it's been a dope journey to kind of see that because these are principles that we stand on. Right. We, we mentioned these things inside and they're not like arbitrary things, right? It, he and I stand on these principles so much that we, we quote each other deeply, right? Inside of our wall in our office. Um, because one of the things is he and I work so t together so much that we, we decided to share an office, right? Instead of like, there's multiple offices in the building, but we just decided to share an office because we need to communicate, right? But inside of the wall between us, right? There's a quote that's just the premise of the quote is, you know, there's always a yes behind a no. No is not an option. Therefore, we're going to continue to progress forward. Mm. It's just no is just not an option. Right. So coming into it with that mindset of the goal is to get a yes, not for it to be correct the first time. It's completely different from, oh, it has to be my idea that works. No, an idea just needs to work. Whether it's yours, somebody else's, whether it's the janitor in the building that comes to us and hooks us up with a phenomenal idea and we say thank you and we appreciate that and we're going to use it, right? Which is something that comes, you know, later on down the line is our employees really appreciate that. Being able to bring their ideas and no matter who you are, you can get a sit down with us. If you think your idea is good, you got to stand on it and you got to pitch it. Mm -hmm. But if it's good, it'll get implemented immediately. Got you. Gotcha. I, I mean, listen, man. Um, I, I anytime we you know we do an episode, I just want people to kind of take these little nuggets and apply it to whatever they're doing, whatever business you're running. You run a lemonade stand. Just try to implement some some piece of what we're talking about because I I do think it's valuable. Um, I think execution is like. Like w without it, you don't have a business. Without it, nothing moves. Like and not even in business, just in anything. Like you said, you talked about like you know waking up, brushing teeth, making your bed, and things like that. Without you being able to follow through and execute, like what do you have? You know what I mean. So I do think that that is extremely, extremely important. Um, Andre, do you have anything else to to, to add to uh, the concept of execution and? I guess, anything, I don't know, anything else? Um, so I will say this, right? I'll leave them on this. 
this is something that when you're making the plan, Mm -hmm. people plan. So the overall goal can be huge, right? But the tasks themselves need to be extremely bite-sized, right? Like it can't be vague, right? That's where uh, I think that's something that we left out, right? It, It can't be a vague plan. So it can't be phase one, get admin work done. Like that, what that that doesn't like. What is admin work? I have, so now I, you're. I have two oh, examples yeah. of that, but go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna show. So, you so like, yeah. what what is admin work? What is marketing? What is design? Right. So that needs to then be boiled down to you know on Monday, Andre, we need the operating agreement. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's the task. Right. So I've broken down admin into 70 executable steps. So even though admin is a step, admin gets 70 executable steps mm. inside of it. And my goal is to burn through those little tasks because we talk about the dopamine hits and we talk about speed and momentum, right? You do one thing where it's like, hey, uh, you know, s- send send a designer, you know, email with concept, right? That's such a simple task, but you do that and it's like, okay, dang. All right, well, I already sent that. That task is done. Uh, you know, what's next? And now you burn through those 70 tasks and holding each other accountable. It's like, yo, bro, you were supposed to do 25 tasks yesterday. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't do them. Oh, my fault. You know, and I'll never I'll never forget this. Right. I'll give this as an example. Right. And this is what we mean. And I'm not promoting, you know, turning over your work life balance or not, mm-hmm. but there needs to be accountability. Right. So. He had to go out of town. This was several, a couple years ago, right? I was in the movie theater, right? I'm watching the movie. And he's like, yo, bro, we, we promised the client that we'd be there at one. Unfortunately, I forgot I had to go out of town. I need you to be there. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm in the theater. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I just be completely honest. I'm annoyed. I'm like, oh, I'm in the theater. I'm X. I just sat down. I just got the popcorn. And I'm, a, I'm very nerdy. So I think it was like an Avengers movie mm. or something like that. That I was watching. And I'm like, yo, I've been waiting forever to watch this. And he's like, I feel you. I understand that you're upset. That doesn't change the fact that the mission needs to get done. That was gangster as hell. I was very annoyed, but mm-hmm. I thought that was so dope. And for me, that was the first step of understanding that in order to attain a goal, the mission needs to come first. And that when you execute the mission, now you can go sit and now you can go enjoy your time. But that, that means we got to execute the mission in one week if, if you want a week off. Because if we wait three months, then I guess you're not going to be doing anything for three months. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was dope. That was one of my most vivid memories of him, uh, he and I, when we were really starting to build our relationship together. And I was like, all right, that's a real stand-up thing to say because that's something I would have said. Right. Like, I don't, I don't care what you're doing, bro. Facts. Like, like, what's kind of it's, not gonna change, it's not going to change the fact. <laughs> it's easy to get done. <laughs> You know, so I, I'd, I'd leave with that, you know, uh, on that note. Now, I wanted to add to like the, the bite-sized pieces, right? So I'm um, going back to me writing my book. So I remember I had a writing goal of 50,000 words, right? I had never written anything close to that. Even in college, like if something was like a 10-page paper, like you might get five. That's like double space. You get like 5,000 words. That's it's not a lot. You know what I'm saying? So um, 50,000 words, I was like, I never read anything close to that. But instead of looking at the big goal, what I did was, and I recommend anybody else do this, is I broke down every chapter in its own separate word file or word doc. You get what I'm saying? So 
every single chapter, like when I interview you, Dre, when I interview somebody, I completely wrote it in his own Word file. And then that's me knocking down. And I think I had a smaller word um, count for each one of those chapters, but it was way easier to see that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I can do 5,000 words right here. You know what I'm saying? I can do 5,000 here. I can do. And then every chapter that by the end, by the time I was done, I combined all of them. I got to like 48,000. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just had to like knock out the, the, you know, the conclusion and things like that. So that's, an ex- that's one example. Another one that just happened yesterday, right? We completing our, we're completing our project, and I have my Trillo board. We com- we completed something, but um, on one of the, the one of the the tasks, I, I combined like four tasks in one, and I was mm-hmm. just like, ah, this don't look right. And because because I um, in those four, I probably got like two out of those four done, and I, and I couldn't hit complete on that one. So I was like, I got to do this. I got like you know. Fix this yeah. task in the Trello board and stuff like that. So th- that's another example of like breaking everything down to its smallest piece. You know what I mean? Because I I com- I lumped one whole thing together and I was just like, okay, this this doesn't work for the, what for where we even at. You know what I'm saying? In in the phases, just like Tellers was talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and these and these things work. I I want to express these things work. They do. These are things that we you utilize. These are things that we do. I even like even on the board back here, you know, we're working with a client right now and and organizing all of their tasks inside of their business. And we wrote out, I think it's like 70 steps in their business mm. that we're, we're like, yo, you can slash 98% of this can be done on, on automation. Mm. Right. Like we really do the planning and we really organize the planning. Like these things work. And that, that's something we'll talk about on another stream, another show of value stream analysis and, and, you know, trying to streamline businesses and, 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 and put them on autopilot I'm with that. But like that, these, these things are real. These are real tools. I'm, I'm at the point now where I want to give back and I'm trying to give back. Right. No one helped us with this stuff. A lot of this, we re- we really learned in blood or we learned our principles and discipline from the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Right? That was our basis. But other than that, business-wise, we've just been out here shot in the dark, figuring it out with bruised knees mm. and, and scraped <laughs> elbow. It, it's it's really bad. So now we're in a predicament to give back. Um, I just I'm I'm asking you guys to just really implement these things. Just do 90 days. You don't even have to do 100 and you know whatever or a year or two. Just do 90 days, and I guarantee you that your performance level will be so high. The results will be so high that you start looking back like, oh, wow, that's just 90 days. What if I dedicated 10 years? Right. Right. You know, so. So, yeah, man, that's all I got. So, guys, with that being said, uh, this has been uh, The Real Revenue Show. I'm Malcolm. This is Andre. And this is uh, Tellers. Their information will be in the description below. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever at, wherever you Wherever you're listening, don't forget to leave us a rating in the comment. We would really appreciate it. Um, And yeah, peace. Peace.